Welcome to Lean Leadership for Ops Managers, the podcast for leaders in ops management who want to spark improvement, foster engagement, and boost problem solving, and still get their day job done. Here's your host, leadership trainer, lean enthusiast, and spy thriller junkie, Jamie V. Parker. How does lean thinking work when folks on your team are stressed or frustrated or angry? Or when you and a team member see the same situation from different perspectives? Or when you're having performance problems that are turning into conflicts between people? Today, Arnaut Aurelio joins us from the Netherlands to share how he helps emerging leaders pursue fact-based leadership. Here we go. Arnaud, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Before we jump into talking about leadership, can you introduce yourself so we all, all of our listeners know who we're hearing from today? Yeah, sure. So my name is Arnaud Aurelio. I'm uh, from the Netherlands. I'm an engineer and I started in uh, the automotive industry where I got my first introduction into what we currently call lean management. At the time, that word didn't exist because this is in the 90s. I uh, became a project manager. So I thought that is not what challenges me. And mm. I didn't actually know what would challenge me. So I, uh, I went into consultancy. And there I discovered that my challenges had nothing to do with uh, technology or anything in my engineering background. But it was how to get people to uh, engage in the system we use to help customers. Yeah. What we did is we went to the shop floor together with uh, whoever was our contractor because he thought that we came to uh, solve his problems. (laughs) And he soon found out that we were helping him to see his problems and to understand what the role of the leader is, to see that the role is to go where the work is done and ask these questions that help you to figure out what the real issues are Mm -hmm. and that most of the causes of these problems, people already know. So we went to the shop floor just to show that all this knowledge is there and that if you just ask people, how could we solve this? They know it. We help them to learn that they could solve their own problems only if they would know what the problems were and if they were willing to solve them at the source And the source is always somewhere in your operations process. It's hardly ever somewhere in a conference room. And we use these lean tools uh, just to structure their problems. And the more I did that work, the more I found out, wow, there's a whole system behind it. I uh, became a dad uh, around that period. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I always explain, if you ha- I have three sons. So that, ne- that means you sometimes visit the hospital. Uh, <laughs> So I don't know if you do you have children, Jamie. I don't, but I know the boys. They like to climb trees and they fall out of yeah, trees exactly, and they throw exactly. sticks and they do all yeah. the things. Yeah. So, <laughs> so and then when what I discovered when visiting hospitals that everything I learned about it was not even a different system. There was no such thing as a management system in healthcare. And then I decided together with some colleagues to um, to renew our mission and to mm-hmm. say, okay, we're going to teach healthcare about this awesome system that you can use to do the best possible for your patients. 
I would say that leadership is, to me, it's not a, a position in the company, it's a process. Mm-hmm. And anybody can be a leader. So you need a culture where leadership is embraced so that anybody who wants to change things, like your audience, like people who have all these issues all day, that they know what to do to solve these issues and get better and build a foundation. And then uh, I decided, okay, I have these books in Dutch. Let's translate one in English, particularly for this group. So this became the Lean Thinking for Emerging Healthcare Leaders. Uh, My first book in English. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. You know, I know that for those of us who are practicing lean, we love, you know, this process, right? And process improvement and process mapping and process waste. And we love all the process. Um, but the thing is that that while work is made up of process, organizations are made up of people. And we're people, we're human beings, we're weird, we're messy, we're complicated, we have emotions and things don't always go right. And, um, you know, it's, I've got these problems outside of work and that comes in, you know, it's like, it's not a script, right? It's a relationship, it's an interaction, it's individual. So this is what we're talking about today, right? Is people. Exactly. And uh, yes, I think that's the, the old Jews, they say, I wish you a lot of personnel. Because they, in a bit of a cynical way, in the sense that uh, people are, uh, for some people, people are trouble, but they are all, but uh, they are not. They are the value. They are the ones who provide for, in my case, patients. What we need is a way, a common language to talk about our problems. Because often we feel that people problems, that, uh, these are mushy and these are emotional. And if you talk to a person about their problems, only one thing, thing happens. The problem gets bigger. Whereas technical problems, you say, oh, that's easy. Yeah. The funny thing is that depends on who you ask. So if you ask people in a laboratory, they say, well, you have it easy because you work with uh, people we work with machines and they are they break down all the time <laughs> so i think we always have it's always the other guy that's uh, <laughs> causing the problem these two problems have one thing in common you can solve them only if you know the facts and this is where maybe lean thinking has its value in general problem solving whatever the problem is if it's a personal problem or uh, a process problem like you uh, were talking about, it's the same thing. The first thing you need to know is what is going on. Mm -hmm. Yes, when you talk to people, then the facts are also what is your opinion currently Mm -hmm. or how do you feel? But you should not uh, judge those things. So if you can, as a leader, um, see them as the facts, as the current condition of whoever you're talking to or whatever your issue is, then that will help you to see the same thing both. So if you can say, okay, let's agree that my opinion is this and your opinion is that, and uh, we the problem is this big or it's uh, and it, you're feeling stressed about it, well, okay, and then you can ask, what does it teach us? And then the facts are uh, 
it's no longer the relationship which is in conflict, but it's you two and your goals that are in conflict. Uh, the, the, the current situation and your goals are in conflict. Then you can both start thinking about, okay, these are the facts. What can we do? What would be a better situation? How would you like to feel? I want less stress. Okay. So what in the what are the facts now that giving you the stress? Well, I I don't know. Uh, I worked uh, two over hours uh, yesterday and the day before and the day before. And uh, you as my boss, you're never giving me any clarity of wh- when will this be over? And then you understand, oh, I'm causing this stress because since I don't, if I would provide clarity, mm-hmm. let's say over hours till Tuesday next week, and then we go back to normal, mm-hmm. then so and central in this are facts. Things that you both agree on are the current condition. Yes. I love this that you're talking about, um, especially when it comes to leading people. And be, you know, I've I've been doing some work recently with a client on how to have productive conversations and productive conflict. And uh, we've been talking about the stories that we tell ourselves in our head, and we make up these all these stories and assumptions. And so then when we come into the conversation, like it's it's all over the place, and we have this conflict. And so what I'm really hearing you say is, you know, the perspective, right? The person's perspective is you know, that may be part of the factual, you know, uncovering is, you know, well, help me understand, you know, help me understand what you're seeing, help me understand what you're feeling. Um, so that, that perspective uncovering, but you're really changing it from being about, Hey, you and I are in an argument and disagreement to let's work on solving the problem together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And because there is uh, yeah, of course, most people know the PDCA cycle, mm-hmm. which is kind of technical. But there's also a cycle that says that if you act or if something happens, mm-hmm. it means that uh, you put it through your beliefs and whatever you believe about what happens makes you feel a certain way. Yes. And this emotion will give you your behavior. Yes. So um, if you, and most of the time we ignore or don't see this second cycle. So if you have a good idea, you say, well, if we do this, then the machine will run faster. So you do that. But then uh, that means that maybe somebody has to work harder because if the machine goes faster, we have to empty it faster. And if you ignore that fact, then somebody will say, you have a bad idea because uh, the machine maybe runs faster, but you make me work harder. So it's very important that before you start tuning up the machine, you discuss with your colleague or with your uh, team member, whoever is initiating this change, the whole situation. So what is the problem this person is trying to solve? And what is the current condition? And what, what do we need if we want to have this machine run faster? Well, that means that we have to find a way to have this person not overburdening Mm -hmm. so and this you can only do if you discuss it beforehand so that's i think that's the most most often done wrong is that we force change upon people yeah before we agree on the facts of the matter and agree on the target that might be pursued 
Well, and it sounds like, you know, when you're talking about these facts could be these different things, it sounds like we may uncover them from various things where there might be some observation, but this discussion, this conversation sounds really important as well to uncovering those facts. Yeah, exactly. So the the first thing is uh, what you need to do is to get the facts that are outside our minds because our minds they don't know what's going on mm. we think we do we even appreciate it we say we give somebody a ops manager position because they know so much about the process mm-hmm. but the be- the worst thing you can do is think that you know what's going on so first collect the facts in the process because this is uh, this is safe yeah so and if you can agree on those facts, then you can start discussing with the person, okay, what does it mean to you? Mm. Uh, because if you start uh, with the people, you start with opinions. Mm-hmm. But these opinions are not yet founded in facts. Whereas if you collect the facts first by observation or by measurement, or then you can use those. Mm-hmm to start the conversation and to align your opinions about, okay, if this is the case, then what do you think we should do? Or what do you think is might be the cause of this? And whenever you ask a question like this, what do you think? Then uh, you know um, you it has to be proven. So if somebody says, well, I think it's uh, the, the broken uh, forklift, your next question should be, okay, interesting. I didn't know that. Can we go see? Can we go see and go meet the, the forklift uh, driver and ask him about his, about his machine and what's going on? Then maybe you find out that you can't find him. So it's not a broken forklift. It's the absence of a forklift. And that will unravel. It's like uh, peeling an onion. Mm-hmm. But we first have to agree that's an onion. The most important thing is... It's your job as a leader to initiate this process of observation, of questioning. But that doesn't mean that you have to do it all. It's way better to observe both. To say, okay, join me and and we go see. So that would be because then you're not only solving the problem, but you're teaching them leadership. So I'm not going to go with my little clipboard and secretly go and watch and observe and, you know, catch all the things and then say, hey, let's talk about what I saw. We're going to say, hey, no, let's no, go. no. <laughs> let's go. I might have done that before in my past command and control history, by the way. So I'm telling on myself here. Yes. And it's, of course, it's very tempting because, um, well, like they say, alone, you go way faster, but together we we go further. I I understand completely if you're in middle management, you're an ops manager or maybe a a nurse team lead, all these issues and all these fires that everybody is applauding you for when you put them out, don't have the time or maybe even the interest to to engage people before you put them out. Mm -hmm. But that's the actual change. The change is that you engage people who are involved in whatever issue you try to solve to get their perspective. When you try to solve problems and you want to lead change, Mm -hmm. then you need a 360-degree perspective on the situation 
before you start solving it. Mm. And that's, I think that's very important to uh, keep in mind. And yeah. then it even, maybe it doesn't matter whether it's a people problem or a technical problem or a, a process problem. Start with getting the full perspective on what's going on. There's two two little things you can do. Um, and the first is that you uh, ask yourself when it, each day there's one issue and you say, okay, I'm going to figure out what's going on first before yes. I solve it. And you just take one issue. Don't take the whole forest fire. Uh -huh. Please don't, because it needs to become a routine. So put in your routine. I select one issue every day that I'm going in depth with. I'm going to figure out what's actually going on. And then at the end of the day, you ask yourself, what did I learn? And especially this last question, that will help you because that will give you the positive energy because you figure out that you learn a lot. And maybe even about the fact that it's very difficult to even do a small thing every day. And this will uh, teach you that uh, it's all about self-development. Yes. And I really appreciate, like, here's two things, like two questions. This is, this is how you get started. Love it. All right. So, so our, now here's, here's what I want to know for those folks who are listening and going, oh, I want to, you know, I want to learn more. I want more of this. What's the best way for them to connect with you and uh, explore this further? So, um, well, first of all, if it's just to connect, uh, people can find me on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Just type in my name because nobody else in the world has the same name. So that will be very easy. Um, and the other thing is, of course, people can uh, look up my book. Um, I made a website. It's called leanthinkinginhealthcare.com. And on this website, you can either uh, subscribe to my blog, buy my book, or if you're really uh, struggling and you think, I need to know what my next step could be, just like we had this uh, conversation today, um, I offer uh, people in that situation a free strategy call. So what they can do, they can talk to me like half an hour or 40 minutes. And I promise you that you will know what to do next. And I think that would be a great way for people to uh, get to know me and uh, know what I'm all about. All right. So that's leanthinkinginhealthcare.com. Exactly. All right. And we'll put uh, links to that website as well as LinkedIn prof uh, profile, all of that stuff. We're going to put links into our show notes. So remember, you can find show notes at processplusresults.com forward slash podcast. And we'll make sure we have all of our notes information. You can connect and learn more by his book, all that good stuff. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, sharing this uh, great content. I really think this is going to be helpful for our listeners. Uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you.
It's so interesting to hear how common our experiences are across industries, across roles and uh, responsibilities and across oceans, right? So very, very interesting to hear. I really loved a lot of the things and a lot of the analogies that are now brought to the table today. And he also did the heavy lifting for me and actually gave you your next step. Arnelt recommended adding two steps into your daily routine. Number one, decide on one issue to dig into to better understand the facts of the current state. And number two, at the end of the day, reflect on the question, what did I learn? So for your next step, I want you to ask and answer for yourself this one question. How might you integrate Arnout's two recommended steps into your daily routine? Until next time.